0: This is the Gary Vee Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be gonna so you've been one of the
1: judges slash mentors slash coaches on Apple Music's TV show, Planet of the Apps. I'm just curious, how has your experience been uh, being on the show? And what apps should we all be looking out for from the show?
2: Um, my experience of the show. So it was, uh, it was super great. Um, First of all, you know the, the the other judges were were a lot of fun for me. Obviously, they're all dramatically more famous than me, so that was kind of funny. The, so yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. I, I I genuinely enjoyed it. I was a little bit worried that TV would be too slow for me, um, but the piece was really great. Uh, I got really uh, I got really excited about uh, it, and um, and the process was a lot of fun. It was a great learning experience and you know, helping young entrepreneurs was a, was a whole, whole lot of fun for me. Um, And, and it was fun to uh, see people's reactions to um, seeing the behind the scenes of how, you know, um, how, uh, how the process of pitching actually is, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it was just interesting because they went more in depth. It wasn't just like a shark tank where it was just the pitch. We went further. So that was cool. As far as um as far as uh uh the apps that people should look out for, um companion, I thought was super interesting. That was on my team. I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I thought that one really stood out as a security app. Um, and so that one was really interesting for me. I'm trying to think about. There was one Jessica had that I liked a lot, an AR uh, app. Oh uh, yeah. Let me see if, Yeah, this was super interesting. I think I was, in the watch. Is, was it? Yes, yeah. very good. Nice job. Yeah. Um, so that was super interesting. And then uh, Gwyneth had a cryptocurrency banking infrastructure app that I was obsessed with. I don't recall the name yeah. either, but those, those are the three that kind of stood out to me.
1: I see. I'm just curious, just to write off that, what, what are your thoughts on blockchain and cryptocurrency? I mean, we're seeing a lot of it pop up. A lot of people want to start their own ICOs. What's your thoughts on all that?
2: A mix between extremely real and a lot of overhyped ICOs, right? So kind of like Internet 1991, right? A lot of pets.com, more pets.com, but uh, there's going to be some Amazons. Yeah,
1: totally. Blockchain,
2: blockchain, Blockchain is real. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. If you were an app founder on Planet of the Apps, what would your app be?
2: Uh, that's a great fucking lesson. Um, right now, what would my app be? My app would be a voice app that was uh, agnostic to Alexa, uh, Google, and Apple HomePod. They probably want me to be an Apple HomePod, so I would build a Alexa, uh, excuse me, an Apple HomePod app to be built on top of the uh, voice infrastructure. I'm obsessed with voice. I believe voice is the next social media, the next kind of genre of innovation.
1: Do, do you think um, there's going to be one main be brand that's going to be in every household? Do you think Alexa is going to dominate? No,
2: no, I think it's actually very likely that it's going to be all three of them, you know, oh, yeah. just like we have, we have Android and Apple. And I think totally. we'll have, we'll have Amazon too. So we have that. And I, and I don't even count out, you know, Facebook or, you know, joining the frame, trying to do something. But I also think that actual devices are going to be um, like speakers and things of that nature are going to be just a, a limited run because I think eventually it's going to be literally integrated into the paint and the furniture and the whole world, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. Now, I know you're a startup investor. Aside from that, being on the show, you saw so many different pitches coming from mobile app startups. Are there any patterns that you've seen in successful mobile app startups versus those that are unsuccessful?
2: Yes. The, uh, the jockey's ability to completely adjust on the fly. So the CEO's lack of romance around the vision that she or he started out to do. It's always about iteration with these companies. Yeah. and Too many people hold on to the romance of their original idea and don't adjust to the reality of the market, and that's why they don't succeed. So the the CEO, a.k.a. the jockey, the ability to adjust to the reality of the marketplace has been the differentiation of success in the marketplace.
1: Let's see. Um. I know in, in previous podcast episodes and just a, anything you've been involved in, you've, you've mentioned uh, for people to pay attention to Musical.ly a lot. Why do you believe Musical.ly caught fire? What do, you, what do you think was unique about them versus the dozens of other apps that may have tried to do something like that?
2: They growth hacked Instagram. When Instagram was disproportionately the place where a lot of attention was and as it still is, but this was even early on, they figured out a way how to share Musical.ly videos on Instagram that were branded Musical.ly, which built a lot of awareness. And then it caught natural, organic vibes with 8 to 13-year-old females especially, which created the (sighs) subculture that drove it, lip-syncing among young, young, young females. And I thought it was very important to pay attention to them, because it was the first 8 to 12 year old social network, which was going to teach us new dynamics we'd never seen before.
1: Totally. Uh, along with Musically, are there any other apps that you think we should be paying attention to downloading and using right now?
2: There's nothing. There's nothing uh, that really has my attention in a very substantial way. But every day, I hope it'd be something new. <laughs> you know, totally. I mean, to me, when yeah. there's when there's when there's something new. It's not that I get a high that there's something new or I think it's funny, it's or it's cool or I love technology to be very frank. It's that there's yeah. just an opportunity, right? There's just a huge opportunity. Um, for and so um, you know, there's there's little things popping every day. You know, T B H is like popping right now a little bit, but these a lot of these things go to number one or ten or fifteen and then disappear. So yeah. You know, nothing Nothing that I feel comfortable putting my name behind as, like, this, you know? Marco oh. Polo has been doing a nice job, the video walkie-talkie. He's been doing a nice job sticking around, so I like watching them. But, like, nothing, nothing, um, nothing yet.
1: I see. What would you tell somebody who wants to build the, quote-unquote, next big thing in terms of apps?
2: Uh, one more time. What would I tell them? What
1: would, yeah, what would you tell them? Would you give any advice? I, I mean, do you hear them?
2: I would tell them to build on top of voice platforms, not mobile platforms.
1: Voice platforms. What do you think, you know, Facebook Live recently had that feature where you could now do live audio. Do you think that's going to be something that's going to be really big?
2: I haven't played with it, so I'm still going to hold my judgment. I'm not sure, but I definitely, uh, I'm obsessed with voice. I can't talk about it enough. I'm a very, yeah. very big buyer. That audio, podcasts, skills, briefings, uh, all those things are just enormously important. Uh,
1: why Why exactly is that? Is it because people can just save time? It's a time hack, yeah. You, you got it. Okay.
2: Time hack. Okay. Time is the game. Time is the game. Time all is right. the game. Time is the game. And and people can passively listen and do other things. Uh, and it's going to be integrated into a frictionless life. It's going to be in your car. It's going to be in your home. It's just going to be frictionless. And that is uh, super, super important.
1: Totally. Uh, aside from the expansion with voice, is there anything else you see happening in the future of the marketplace?
2: Um, you know, AI and AR are super, you know, just super important. We're, the next frontiers are, I think augmented reality is going to matter. I think, I think people are going to struggle with taking a normal picture in five years.
1: I see. Um, And then just uh, just a few quick rapid-fire questions. Before I go into that, I know you mentioned before that you have an upcoming book uh, called Crushing It that will be published in some months. Can you give us a little rundown about what
2: what it's about? Yeah, I mean, the book that kind of put me on the map was called Crush It. It was basically... I really nailed it, right? Like it was about like personal brand and that what? you know, people kind of snickered at the idea of like making a living off of YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, <laughs> you know, now yeah. it's like so obvious. So I'm excited about that. I was really happy that that was the case. In the last year, my personal brand has exploded even off a pretty good base because I think I've gotten better at YouTube and Facebook and audio and, and video and written word and I thought it was time to update the book. So it's an updated blueprint on how to build a brand on all these channels and and it is a, uh, a – interwined our stories of people that built their businesses after they read Crush It and, uh, and how they did it. And so it's kind of super cool.
1: That's awesome. Could you, could yeah. you share maybe one, one small story from, from Crushing It?
2: Yeah, let me try to remember because I took a ton of stories and I want to make sure I give you one that uh, – uh, made the final cut. I uh, uh, can't remember her last name, Amy, though. Uh, uh, she basically watched one of my videos, read a book, and, and instead of being the person in her, her at her paralegal at her law firm that was good on computers and helping people, she started making small businesses videos for YouTube for their business and turned it into a seven-figure, you know, published writing books, having clients business for herself wow yeah really
1: cool yeah it's really Uh, yeah so when when is the book exactly coming out is there a way people can pre-order it
2: yeah yeah january 30th and it'll be available for pre-order pretty soon
1: okay sweet um i know you talk about self-awareness intuition what would you say intuition is what's like the practical definition to you of what intuition is
2: uh, being able to understand what's happening without somebody using words or written written words or, or, or speaking out the situation, understanding the situation without somebody physically communicating it.
1: How important do you feel intuition is to creating a successful startup?
2: Unbelievably important because I think if you have great intuition – you are anticipating consumer behaviors and internal situations, the two things that matter when you're trying to build something successful.
1: Is there anything you'd recommend for people to enhance or expand their intuitive abilities?
2: Above my pay grade. I have literally no goddamn idea. (laughs) I wish (laughs) I did, man. Do you know of any? Have you ever heard of anything? Like, it's Uh, a real thing, Right. I mean, I think it's the closest thing. I genuinely think it's the closest thing to magic, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have no I idea. I mean, like
2: how, how do you, like, how do you get it better? You know, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I, I do think there's, I do think it's about understanding people. So maybe the closest guess I would say is, like, get, you know, like, like, spend more time with people, right? Like, just spend more time with people, put yourself in a position to be around people.
1: Totally. Last question here. What's one word that you believe everybody needs to have in their mind for this year?
2: Uh, I got an interesting one. Uh, yeah. Gratitude. Gratitude.
1: Gratitude. Love it. What? Well, why gratitude?
2: I, because I think it fuels the work ethic and the optimism needed to succeed in anything you actually put your mind to.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Thank brother. Thank you so much. Get, yeah, Take care of you yourself. If you need a blurb for a post on your book, let me know. I'm happy to do it.
2: I love that. I love that. Thank you. I will. Send me that email. I'll put it in that file. About totally. That. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Have brother. a beautiful day.
2: You too, brother. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. A little right hook here for all the people that like the juice. Uh, WineLibrary.com. Uh, check out WineLibrary.com and go scroll down and see the Gary Vee Wine Club. I should probably create a Gary Vee. actually think I have that. com slash the wine club. Check out if that works. Hit me up on Twitter, guys. Let me know. Anyway, the wine club, $55 a month. And that is a delivered price. No shipping cost. $55 a month. You get one, two, three, or four bottles uh, in your package. I record a audio and video version of me tasting through the wines. So if you are even considering drinking wine or you buy wine in any shape or form, uh, I will be devastated if you're not part of my wine club. Uh, GaryVee.com slash The Wine Club or WineLibrary.com. Scroll down and click the Garyv Wine Club. 55 Double Nick each month and I'm delivering at least $100, $150 even $200 worth of wine each month value Seth is impressed right now while he's recording me you haven't signed up for the wine club yet? Not yet I'm about to or I'm going to Babin? It to my girlfriend or I? You're not what are you dissing him for? <laughs> Keep this all for the podcast pe- Podcast peeps. Both of my homies here, Tyler, Babin, and Seth, they, you know, who I thought were brothers and young brothers and family, neither of them are part of the wine club. My disappointment continues to grow.